comfortably. Dedicated to trots racing on winners. Welcome to Gate Speed. And welcome to this week's edition of Gate Speed. Joining me is Blake Redden and also Michael Howard. How are you guys? Yeah, good nuts. Looking forward to uh, to chatting all things stops this week. I feel like Mick, we're probably the only people in Australia that weren't at Mildura this week, so we're gonna dissect it from afar, but as always it looked like a great carnival, San Carlo taking the uh, the top gong in the cup, but um plenty of other results to get through as well. So uh, not sure if you were uh, you were having a bit of fun, Mick, but I certainly was. Yeah, absolutely. I was certainly glued to it. Um, it was great to, to watch it all unfold, actually, on Trots Vision at the trots.com.au. They did a great job, especially between Jason Bonington and Cody Winnell, getting all those interviews, but, of course, having Craig Rail as well, having his last night of calling on the Saturday night. Um, it was really entertaining. Well, let's talk about some of the things that we learned. First of all, Carlo cruises to another Country Cup title. Yeah, he's had uh, he's had a really good season, hasn't he? Carlo, of course, Buster Brogy will be crowned the king of the uh, of the country cups come the end of the season. Only a couple left to go. But Sinclair has had nearly, well, probably has had every bit as good a season if you looked at the prize money won from the cups because he's won a couple of bigger ones. He's won Mildura now. And uh, it really was, uh, you know, a walk in the park for him given the way that the heats and the final played out. He was the, the clearly dominant uh, runner in his heat. He, um, he simply controlled proceedings from the breeze. And then in the final, he was just able to to roll to the top and around Mildura, um, it's a dangerous place to be for any horse, but when you're the odds-on favourite, they were uh, they were never likely to catch him and never got close. So he's, uh, he's a super horse, Dan Carlo. He's done, a, as I said, a magnificent job at Country Cup level. Um, his run in the Hunter Cup was outstanding, so he's certainly right there at Grand Circuit level. And um, it was just a, a really solid effort on Saturday night, Mick, to to get the cash and um, and sort of cap what has been a you know a really good season for Steve O'Donoghue and Beck Bartley with him. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? I mean, we saw that real good battle between Brellos Pass and San Carlo in the heat, but when we saw that Brellos Pass was drawn for the final, so it couldn't really take that early advantage, it just looked like San Carlo's to win. So I was a little surprised when I initially saw it up at about that dollar forty quote, and ultimately it did start at about dollar twenty, and it was certainly appropriate in the end. It was a really impressive performance. Great result, of course, for Steve O'Donoghue and Beck Bartley, and this is almost a half a million dollar horse now, which is really something given that uh, it didn't barely race until its fifth birthday. So now as an eight-year-old, it's certainly shown the stuff, and I think that's about its fourth cup this season. So it's had a really good Trots Country Cups champs. Okay, and uh, also uh, the Mayor of Mildura's farewell, his fans in style. Yeah, of course, uh, well, Mick, Mick touched on this a little minute ago with Craig Rail um, calling his last race in Victoria, but he's sort of saying for now, but it is what we believe to be a, at least a permanent move for now. Um, Craig heading over to New Zealand, I'm sure it won't be too long before we hear him calling races again, given the, uh, the CV he's put together in Victoria, but I think it was a really nice touch that he was able to uh, to sort of go out on uh, on what was a really big high for him. He's uh, he's uh, called Mildura for a, a good many years now, and I think people underestimate, I suspect, the um, you know the fact that he goes to Mildura every week. It's obviously a, you know a plane trip every single week to get there and uh, staying overnight, and uh, it sort of would, would take a fair bit out of you, I suspect, to to travel every week to Mildura. And not only does Craig do it, he calls with with such excitement and enthusiasm. Um, not just Mildura, of course, he's, he's called all around Victoria, he's called some, some massive races, Ballarat Cups and, um, and whatnot in the last, uh, last decade or so. And, uh, yeah, as I said, just a nice touch given that how, how much of an affinity Craig has had with Mildura to be able to call his last meeting in Victoria. 
um, uh, you know, at that meeting and to, to call Finn Colo winning and, uh, and uh, the night the way it unfolded, it was a really good touch for Craig and um, you know, he's a great caller. I think uh, he'll sorely be missed uh, in the next little while when he leaves, but he won't be lost to us. He'll still be doing form analysis for Harness Racing Victoria and I believe there's a, a few other things in the works as well for him to um, to sort of be doing to stay involved. So sad to see Craig go, Mick, but um, called that excellently as usual on the weekend and, and it won't be the last we hear of him. Yeah, I think he's going to do a lot of work for us in the trial realm as well, which is something to look forward to for punters. It's certainly a chance to get an advantage. But you're right, and it was great to see how well Mildura put on basically a show to, to see Craig off. He had the walk of the track after the last to... Um, with that, another, a lot of people joined him for that, which was really cool. There was a, even drivers who were a bit of outpouring of emotion towards him. Luke Watson gave a great little speech after he won the last. So it was um, great that Craig I certainly would have walked away. He talked about the Mildura family throughout the course of the week, and he certainly would have walked away feeling that that was, that was the case, and I'm sure he would have been a bit sad to be leaving it behind. But uh, as you say, it's great that he's going to still contribute to harness racing in Victoria going forward. Definitely, and also Mayor doesn't need to step up to mix it with her contemporaries. This was, I guess, the uh, the undercard for Mildura Cup night with the Tenderprint Australia Cup. This is always a good race, and uh, interesting to see Stephen Telfer and John Caldo taking uh, our step up up for that series. She's clearly a very good uh, mare. She won the Jody's Babe going back four starts her um, first crack in Victoria for a fair while. She's obviously been here before for... Big Bread Super Series um, and uh, and races of that nature, but she's a quality mare. She's been uh, right around the mark in New Zealand of sort of recent months, and she came to Australia. She's broken through now, won three from her past four, including heat and final of the uh, of the Tender Print Australia Cup on the weekend, and uh, she's certainly going to be really competitive when we get towards the, the big mares races in the next month or two. Um, the Triple Crown uh, finishing off with the Queen of the Pacific. I'm sure she'll be right in the mix when that, those races come around. So, uh, yeah, just a nice, I guess, hit out up at Mildura to, to keep her sharp for those big mares races going forward, Mick. Yeah, she only won a final by a couple of metres from Sunrose Master, who I thought was really good, but yeah. it did seem a bit of a class divide with our step-up, so certainly looking forward to her. That, um, some big racing coming up for the mares. That's May 4, 11 and 18 at Tabcourt Park, Melton, that mares triple crown. So it'll be interesting to see how she goes. It's certainly opportunities open. We know Reciprocity's been racing really well. Perhaps Tell Me Tales will come back, uh, share the road. There's a few others floating around, but um, there certainly does seem opportunity for a horse to really come and grab it and, uh, and own that month. That's for sure. And also hit and run mission ends in a party. This was uh, this was the Thursday night at Mildred, the Trotters Cup, of course, the feature. And uh, it was taken out by a horse who's probably been a little underrated at times and, um, you know, maybe even mixed his form a little bit. But uh, he did a really good job on the, on Thursday night, and that was ends in a party for Brad Stevens, obviously. Um, well, I guess they were all really hit-and-run missions, weren't they? Not a lot of uh, square-gating in Mildura, possibly one of only two races for the year up in the uh, Sunraysia, the titles at least north of Swan Hill. But um, it was an excellent win from, from ends in a party. Obviously, the favourite wasn't quite at its best. Uh, but you put that aside and, and you look at um, his record ends in a party. He's done a really good job through the Country Cups, um, Trotters Championships. I'm not sure if he's still in contention to win it. I think he might be. There's still a few Trotters races left. I think Mick and he sort of uh, built his way up towards the uh, the pointy end of the leaderboard. So uh, he's a good stayer. He's, um, he's good from off speed. He can be on speed if required. So he's got a little bit of everything. And uh, for Brad Stevens, I'm sure that was a you know, real highlight to be able to climb the Trotters Cup on Thursday. 
Yeah, well, mathematically, if we do have a look at that Maori's Idol Trotting Championship, he is a chance, but everything would have to go right. He's on 19 points. King Danny and Belts are both on 20 points, but out in front is Fratellino, 28 points. Started in 14 country cups this season, Fratellino, including that third place at Mildura on Thursday. So a real effort for Sean McNulty and Michelle Phillips to be able to get around to so many tracks. And obviously, this just shows the value of the standard bread backing up week after week and uh, running in a lot of these. So there's still three or four of these country cups and these trotting cups to go. Uh, but Fratellino certainly has a big lead, especially if it just keeps turning up for, for all the ones to come. But uh, as you say, great result for trainer Brad Stevens. He was over the moon. He purchased into this horse. He bought it off a mate, Matey Gath. It's just overcome an absence of late, uh, absence of late, which burst a couple of weeks ago. So they've had to do a bit of work to get him back up to where they want him. But um, he's a concreted by trade, and he would have been absolutely wrapped to, to get the honours up at Mildura. Before we move on, we should also just say um, very clever from Sean McNulty and Michelle Phillips what they've done with Fratellino because we we know you get one point for going around in every country cup and, and as you say they've been to basically all of them to accrue all those points and not an unassailable lead but they've got a good lead on their rivals if they compete in the last you know two or three country cups for the trotters then it's going to be um, they're going to be really hard to run down so I'm sure it's been a concerted effort and uh, and at this stage at least it looks like it might well pay dividends. Definitely and also uh, AG upstages all stars in a gritty win. Yeah, this was uh, this was an interesting race on Sunday at at Rangiora. There's sort of um, the Kiwis are building up towards their, their big Easter carnival as we speak. And, uh, most people would have thought when the fixer found the front, uh, he's going to be really hard to run down. He chased Auckland on his back, and um, that wasn't the case. AG's White Sox was able to to reel him in inside the final um, couple of hundred metres, and he's a horse that I've always had a lot of time for. AG White Sox. He, he probably didn't live up to it during the New Zealand Cup campaign, just gone. Um, going back to the middle of last year. But, uh, you know, the way that he won on the weekend, I think uh, people will stand up and take notice. He might just be a horse that has taken that extra time to develop. He's only a five-year-old, so um, it's not as if he doesn't have a you know a good career still in front of him. And after that win on the weekend, I mean, as I said, there's really no excuses for uh, for the fixer. He's, um, he's a New Zealand Cup winner, and he was able to lead and dictate terms to a large degree. And, AG's White Sox, who came from uh, from off speed, uh, just wheeled to the outside and, and was too good for them. Chase Auckland was OK. He's probably um, not a change-up speed horse. He might have been better trying to hold the front in, uh, you know, in hindsight, but um, he's still stuck on for third. But certainly all credit to the winner, AG's White Sox. He didn't win by a big margin, Mick, but they don't pay on margins, and he got there right on the line. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? And that's the thing, when you beat these All-Stars, we know it's more than just sort of knocking off the fixer or something along those lines. You have to also beat their racing pattern. They just dominate the races, and we saw that again, as you said, with Chase Auckland handing up to the fixer mid-race as they try to all get their best opportunity, and they try to make sure that one of theirs, I guess, walks away with the win. So AG's White Sox had to be very, very good to, to do it. Ricky May drove it perfectly, timed it perfectly, and it just hit the line at the right moment. It was the only couple of centimetres that it led the race, but it's all it had to do. So it was really nice. Look, it's the first win since December for AG's White Sox. It's run five, uh, second, I think, five times since then. So they would have been pretty wrapped to finally get the reward that um, obviously this horse deserves. It's a very good horse. Guys, what's coming up this week? We've got plenty. We've got the Victoria Oaks heats. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to chase up Greg Shookers in a minute or two because uh, Ian Jess Tubbs have a you know a really interesting hand, I guess, through those heats. It's uh, it's probably fallen one way, and I know people call for seeding regularly. Certainly, the third heat of the Victoria Oaks. I'm not a fan of it, but certainly a lot of people are. Looks the strongest with horses like Kualoa and Arabella Star, Tango in the Sierra, Sahar and the Leader, but America all drawn into the same heat. Um, 
but uh, it will make that a very competitive heat. The others uh, will get their chance in the first two heats, and we've also got the Uncle Patrika Free For All Mick, which uh, is going to be a great trotting race with Maori Law returning from a break to take on McLovin, who's drawn inside the second row, so that should be a cracker as well. Yeah, fantastic. And Mick, uh, sorry, Red Hot Tooth is also among that field. So some really nice types. And then, of course, it being the Easter weekend, um, there's the big Warrigal Cup on Sunday. And uh, I know Wachuka also has a great Sunday twilight meeting. So a good chance to get along to some trots and enjoy the Easter weekend. I can. Well, we'll take a break and get our guest up on the line. It's now 14 past 12. What a magnificent game this has been here today at the home of football. The MCG and the Tigers go forward again to try and get the knockout punch. Punt road in left. And wonderful pickup here past the Martin. Dusty's 30 metres out. Oh, and the top to rerun for a goal. And the Tigers are racing away with this game. Thanks, Rex. So when the final siren sounds, how would you like to be celebrated? Find out more at turbanbrothers.com.au. Turban Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Your next bet is as easy as 123 or 213 or 132 or 231. Or... The tab's made 123 even easier with the new trio. When you have a trio, it doesn't matter what order your horse has finished. Simply pick the first three in any order to win. Plus, you can now see your approximate payout at the time you place your trio bet online or via the tab app. Try a trio today and make 123 easier. Tab, who are you backing? Available to S-Tab and New South Wales Tab customers only. Gamble responsibly. It all has to go at Brighton Mazda with our huge demonstrator clearance sale on now. Don't miss out on sensational deals across the entire range. View the best Mazda deals at brightonmazda.com.au and get going into Brighton Mazda, where excellence costs no more. T's and C's apply. LMCT 10963. The Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy. Was the game in the balance or were you always in control? They were in front. They're late in the third quarter. We kind of kicked away. After each round, all the good stuff about the game around Victoria. Corbin's success is against the grind of history. They haven't won many flags over the years. So they deserve this run. RSN 927's Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy and Andrew Hughes. There's a fresh podcast up every Monday at rsn.net.au or catch the first release early Monday mornings on RSN 927. Analogue digital and streaming. Winners is brought to you by Tab's new trio. Pick the first three in any order to win. Gamble responsibly. Dedicated to trots racing. On Winners, welcome to Gate Speed. Yes, this is Gate Speed and we've got a special guest, Greg Sugars, now joining us. How are you, Greg? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, you've got a pretty strong hand in these Oaks heats this week. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit going on there, but um, for the big part Greg, we, uh, we should start with, I guess, Bet America. She's, uh, I, well, in terms of interesting fillies, there won't be more, many more interesting fillies than her in the series. She sort of um, didn't go to the New South Wales Oaks where a lot of these fillies have been. She, she was really competitive through the two-year-old Breeders' Crown last season, finished midfield in the final, and she's sort of come back in, in really good order. I mean, how do you rate her going into the, the heats this week? Yeah, I'm very happy with her... Um Yeah, no, we're very happy with her leading into it. 
Certainly drawing the quality heat, Greg. Is the expectations that she is ready to mix it with the likes, I guess, of a Kualoa and Soho Nolito and Tango and with Sierra? Yeah, look, I, I think so. I mean, yeah, her last couple of runs, um, you know, she's trained very exceptional. Well, um, you know, under various racing circumstances. So, um, you know, she's going to have to be on, on top of her game, I think, just to, just to even qualify. But it's, um, you know, pretty uh, pretty tough heat she's drawn. Um, just had a, had a quick look. Um, and the draw is probably not uh, a great help um, either. But, um, yeah, look, I think she's uh, she's ready to stand up and be counted against these ones for sure. In the second of the heats, Greg, Lady Rock and Roller goes around and... She might be a filly that perhaps hasn't uh, hasn't got the credit for for what she's done really because her runs through the New South Wales Oaks series were excellent under the circumstances and I guess given the way those races were run it would give you good confidence that um, you know she can follow speed all day and in terms of uh, matching up against these fillies that's something that's going to be required at the at the tail end of the series. Yeah, exactly right. You know, like she probably. Um, she's more of a tradesman, I suppose, is a good way to describe. She's a very honest filly and, um, you know, not flashy by, uh, by any means. And, yeah, probably, like I say, has really got, a, got probably the recognition that she may have deserved for some of uh, her performances. She's always, um, performed well in the deep end against the, the better ones. She's never, ever far away. Um, she's great. So we're very proud of her to make the final and come away with the, First heat, you got uh, Lara J. McRae stepping out. Um, Bella Montana looms pretty large. That's the only Kiwi to come across, which is for, for Barry Purden. But Lara J. McRae always seems to be a really com- uh, consistent and competitive performer. Yeah, she is. Um, you know, she's more just, I suppose, you know, bread and butter type performer. Um, she probably, she matched it, uh, made all the sort of finals as, as a two year old. She probably hasn't quite developed um, as much as a couple of these other two have. Um, and her three-year-old campaign, and she uh, just seems to, um, you know, she struggled um, to run the times required um, last week. But um, she's got good speed, and she's a type of filly, I think, that, you know, if she gets the first run under the right circumstances and just saved up for one dash up the straight, um, she's probably got as much speed as most of them over a short distance. So um, she needs a few favours to go away, that's for sure. It's, it's very early in the week, Greg, but have you got any initial thoughts on whether you drive her or Iffy Jolie, who, who you've driven a bit for David Miles and um, who's, you know, she won a decent two-year-old race uh, or, or might have been earlier this season at the start of the season. Uh, you know, is, is there any thought that you might drive her over the over the stable runner? Yeah, look, um, it's a possibility. Um, it's, uh, I feel the only just come out, so I haven't really had an in-depth look um, at this stage and had a chance to talk and get a connection with um, as of yet, but um, you know that that may be an option to go down that path. But uh, and he said that um, if, you know a couple of the others of ours were um, happened to qualify for the final, then you know decisions have to be made on, on you know where we go from there. So um, yeah, I know I'm not exactly sure which path we're going down just yet. And before we let you go, Greg, you've got a couple of drives in the next uh, few days from Stuart, which is obviously very nice. Some debutantes that uh, that have shown a little bit at the trials. I know Lady Shakira was a big trial winner at Melton. That's, uh, that's something to look, look forward to in the next few days. Absolutely. Yeah, no, both, those, um, both horses have uh, trialled quite well um, for their debut performances uh, for the next couple of days. So they're really looking forward to them. And um, yeah, Lady Shakira, she was pretty impressive. 
that helped me on the day and um, winning by a space. And, you know, at that time, wasn't anything sensational, but she, she handled herself very, very well. And uh, she's um, obviously got the breeding behind her and she's in the right camp to, uh, you know, to put her best foot forward, obviously, um, in these juvenile races coming up. So, um, yeah, very, very much looking forward to her. And um, Miragon tonight um, at Ballarat, um, yeah, quite impressed with uh, a couple of trials I've driven him in. And I think he was... Um, you know, there was a steady run trial at Melbourne last week, but uh, I think he may have run his individual half and it's been just better than 56. So um, that's pretty good going for, uh, for a heavy time in a, in a two-year-old race in this time of year. So, um, yeah, two, two to look forward to for sure. And I might just sneak in one more, if that's okay. Uh, you had your first drive on Animalak yesterday, the, the Golden Nugget winner who's come across. I think we might see it in Warrigal. Noms are out, but not Fields yet. Um, how did that feel? And what are your expectations? How good of a horse do you have there? Yeah, it was a little, little bit hard, hard to line up, um, just off one run, um, but obviously came here to a very well credential horse and um, had a couple of trials, which were okay, showed improvement in both of those, and uh, yesterday was the sharpest he's felt so far, and you know he handled that field um, obviously quite comfortably, and he felt like a really nice horse, so it um, was a very slick quarter to run around that track, so um, yeah, he certainly got his fair share of ability, and um, yeah, looking forward to see what he can do against, uh, you know, what I presume would be a step-up-in grade um, on Sunday in the Warrigal Cup. All right, Greg, well, uh, thanks very much for joining us and good luck with uh, all the runners over the next few days. No worries at all. Thank you. There's Greg Sugars. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Nance.